I promise you're not dreaming. It has been two days, and we're already back. And honestly, you probably didn't miss us, but too bad we're here. <laughs> yeah, like it or not, we're here. <laughs> yeah, and norm. Well, this is special episode, I guess, if you want to call it that. But uh, bonus episode. Yeah, exactly. See, we're we're that nice. Only oh, sound effects. <laughs> Just edit that in. No, <laughs> we don't have the budget for that. We don't have any budget. We don't have a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish we did. Anyways, um, yeah, so we're back. This is going to be basically trade deadline episode, as you'll see from the title, I'd assume. Um, we'll start with the Bruins and then kind of go, go more broad just around the NHL, check out, you know, what the Eastern teams did, specifically Tampa and Washington, because those are probably the two big ones, also Carolina. Toronto must have made a big trade. They were going to get Dumba or Josh Manson. They were going to trade Tyson Berry. Trade. Oh, well, no, they did make a trade. I can't wait to get in all the trades they did. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They retained salary. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I guess if you want to jump right into it, you want to... Richie. Yeah. You... Brett Richie, the brothers, reunited. Well, kind of. Kind of. There's about an hour and a half drive in between the two, but <laughs> yeah. you know what? Call Brett Ritchie up. I'm telling you, put him on oh, the, yeah, the same line together in the playoffs. Oh, no. Good things will happen. Um, Give me Nick Ritchie on left wing. Anyone, anyone at center. Parland home, sure. And then right wing, Brett Ritchie. Give me that line all day. You're not going to tell me they're not going to put up five goals playing together in the playoffs? That's what you dream of as a little kid out in the driveway with your brother. I hate on. that you have a point. Come on. <laughs> At least try it one game in the regular season. You gotta do the family a solid there. I mean, okay. All the waivers and shit. No. Yeah, I was gonna say, after the trade deadline, you only have four call-ups. So, do you really want to waste... Do you really want to use one? call-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just get everyone on the right side hurt. Even Kasha, even though the Bruins just got him. Just so we can call up Brett Ritchie for a Ritchie, Ritchie line. If only there was another one. <laughs> Imagine having the three Richies. Oh, uh, man. Danton Heinen gone in return. What do you think of that? When I first saw it, I was shocked. I was like, they actually traded Heinen, and it wasn't in a deal for, you know, Paul Mary or Greider or whatever. But I... Because earlier they posted the practice lines, and Heinen was on the f- like the fifth line, and I was like, oh, so there, yeah, he's, he's, gone. he's gone. And at that point, I was like, Paul Mary. Ultimately, Paul Mary didn't end up getting dealt. I would assume because the asking price is too high. Um, and New Jersey was clearly hesitant, as the Rangers were with Kreider. But for Heinen. I, I saw it, and literally you can see if you check Twitter, I, my reaction to Elliot Friedman's mm-hmm. like report was literally, WHAT in all caps with four question marks? Because um, I was just, I, I was shocked, and I was just eating my lunch, and I was like, oh, well, okay, Heinen's gone. Um, <laughs> and at first, I didn't know what to think. Everyone was doing the usual, oh my god. This is terrible. Instant reaction. And I was like, okay, oh. just how about we wait? 
How about you yeah. learn a bit about Nick Ritchie? How about we let some of the advanced stats guys come out? <laughs> and oh. they actually came out pretty fast. Um, yeah, they did. And then... And I was like, okay. Because... The way I see it, I expected Heinen to be gone at this deadline with all the talk that was happening. That, although, granted, after we traded for Kasha, I was kind of like, okay, maybe Heinen's going to still be on the Bruins. Maybe they'll just do some minor move where it's just like for another depth guy. Which, I mean, honestly, that's kind of what this was. But, um, I don't know. I don't like... Losing Heinen, of course, but it's mm. it's an upgrade. It's an improvement. Getting it Nick is. Ritchie is an improvement, and we gotta make sure to say Nick and not Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you. I mean, as everyone has pointed out, it's a one point three million dollar cap savings too. And if anything, even if people want to say Heinen's better, it's not that much of a drop off at all. If any, no. I'm not willing to say he's worse than Heinen. I think he's better than Heinen, but Got him at $1.5 million this year next. Well, just a little under 1.5. Sorry. But, I mean, now you have Kasha? Mm-hmm. Is... Yes, it's Kasha. Okay. Yes, okay. You both have you have him and Richie on, on I don't want to say two-year deals because it's really a year and a quarter. But, anyways. Yeah. And they're both RFAs when, it, when they come up. So... That they'll be able to control for a while. It's not like they got a rental, which is perfect. Wait, Nick Ritchie's an RFA? Yes, according to capfriendly.com slash team slash Bruins. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the entire link. I definitely <laughs> needed that. <laughs> yes, but yes, of course, he's going to have arbitration rates, but I don't think that's going to matter much. I don't think no. he'll get paid that much. I, w- I was just about to point out, oh, look, Nick Ritchie, also from Orangeville, like Brett Ritchie, and I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, they're brothers. <laughs> but... Like you were saying, yeah. all the talk in the deadline leading up to it was Danton Heinen's going to be a piece in a big trade. And that had me a little shocked when I saw that it was just a one-for-one move. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Like, I don't want to say it was underwhelming or anything like that, but it was kind of like, oh, we were talked about how it would be Heinen blank and blank for a Palmieri or Kreider, which obviously they were both. I honestly think that's... I think Don Sweeney traded for Kasha because he knew they were going to resign Kreider mm-hmm. the Rangers. So, I mean, it's a good move. I'm not too upset about missing Heinen. I think Bjork's definitely better. We'll provide more. But, uh, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, that's basically it. Just thought... Definitely wasn't expecting a one-for-one move. Definitely was never expecting. Uh, I keep almost saying Brett Ritchie. I'm so used to it. Nick Ritchie. I definitely did not see his name coming. But yeah, it's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess. Cap space for Tory Krug. Yeah, that's that's the key here. That's what I was actually searching up. So. Even so, we'll we'll take this back from just the Heinen for Richie trade, and so of course also unloaded back as we talked about that in the last episode. Uh, great deal. 
Um, so I guess this was February 14th um, at Bruins Cap Space on Twitter. They basically always have stuff updated. And so February 14th, before the trades, of course, um, the Bruins were projected to have 19.7 mil in cap space for the summer. So that would be resigning Krug, DeBrusque, Grizzlick, etc. Now they're at 23.7 mil. So they gained, what, 3.8 mil? Which, sure, doesn't... Well, okay, $3.8 million is a lot. Uh, I would gladly have that. <laughs> but it, it's... Because I know there are some people like, oh, well, they didn't do enough. Well, that seems like enough where, okay, you get someone for Krejci's wing and Kasha. You get an upgrade on Heinen for cheaper and brings size... And, you know, it's probably going to put up more points than Heinen. <laughs> um, and you get more flexibility to re-sign, you know, the guy that's basically your number one defenseman, power play quarterback, Tory Krug. I say number one defenseman, he's like 1A, 1B with McAvoy at this point. But <clears throat> yeah. in terms of offense, no one on the Bruins right now or in the system can replicate what Krug does offensively which is why you need to re-sign him. And this lets you do that. Yeah, and I mean, I see people online who That's never kind a good of sentence. have a... <laughs> you know it's going to be bad on my mission. I kind of understand where they're coming from, but they say you can't, you know, you're a contender, your window might be closing, you can't be playing the trade deadline to create cap space for future plans. But... There's no window without Krug. He's like, uh, that's maybe a bit of an overstatement. There, your window's a lot. It's gonna be a lot smaller and dirtier <laughs> if you're trying to do things without Krug. And yeah, you know, to, here's important, but who's they're gonna be good again next year, and they need Krug next year. So I say spare your little anger about not shelling out first-round picks and high prospects for a fourth-liner like the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> but um, I just don't see how you can really complain. The only thing I think you can complain about about this deadline is that they didn't do what maybe... Again, you never know what's going on behind the scenes, but maybe you could say they didn't try hard enough to get to Foley. That's the only argument you can make. And I personally have no problem with not getting to Foley. It's fine. They're, no. they're going to live. And... Kasha is a great pickup if he stays healthy. Mm -hmm. And Nick Ritchie, I think him and Coyle on a line together, it's going to be a mean line like with puck protection and just overall strong physical play. Mm -hmm. And that's not throwing massive hits, but like puck protection and you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Forechecking, actually being on the puck. Whereas, yes. I mean, and this isn't to like, crap on Heinen or whatever. There were, like, there are times where you'd see, you know, battle along the boards, battle in the corner, where Heinen either wouldn't go in or he would just lose it. Like, I'm not, like... Kind of swat at the puck and not... Yeah, it's it's not like he was the strongest, obviously. I think no one would... I He would definitely wouldn't say he's the strongest. Um, I mean, I don't blame him. I would be terrified. Oh, yeah. <laughs> To go in against fucking Tom Wilson wearing well, down on you. If you're going against I Tom think I'd Wilson, just fall. Just, yeah. Well, he'd still elbow you in the head, but 
<laughs> try to put your head in your shoulder pads somehow. Yeah. Well, the turtle. Yeah. But no, I... I think... Obviously, we'll still wait and see, but I'm assuming, yeah, it's going to be Richie probably third line with Bjork and Coil. I don't know how that's going to work in terms of wings, because I know Richie's a left wing and he shoots left. So are they going Bjork, Coil, Richie? Richie, Coil, Bjork? Who knows? We'll Richie, see. Coil, Richie. <sighs> I had to. You know I had to. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Even though you basically started the episode with it. Oh. I mean, you can't put put caps on how much you talk about Brett Ritchie. It's been a little off. So that is true. You haven't talked about Brett Ritchie in a while, so I'll I'll let oh. it slide. Thank um, you. but yeah, no. In terms of the actual, you know, hiding for Ritchie trade. On the surface, I like it. There was, yeah. if I can. I'll try to quickly find the quote from Don Sweeney. Uh, well, there were many quotes. I'm not, I'm not talking about the one uh, Brett Ritchie. I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna focus yeah, on okay. the actual hockey first, and and then and then we can bring that up uh, right after. Gotcha. So uh, Sweeney, of course, they did the press conference, uh, and so Sweeney on Dan Heinen, he said. Just a tremendous person and a really good hockey player. Hope he goes and flourishes there in Anaheim. Whether that's a reflection that I made a bad trade, I don't care because I only wish the best for him. And the thing I took from that, of course, Sweeney's nice. Heinen, honestly, he's probably going to do you know, pretty well in Anaheim. He's not going to be like a first-line winger, but, you know. Um, but... Whether that's Definitely. a reflection that I made a bad trade, I don't care. That's talking about cap. That's talking about cap space. You you know that's what he was doing that for. Just basically from that line. Because obviously, you know what, he traded Richie for Heinen. Okay, cool. I think Heinen's younger? Actually don't know. They're the same age, twenty four. No, they They're both, They're both 24. twenty-four. Okay. But Richie makes less. That's the key, and I'm assuming a lot of this, the reason for this deal, and obviously the back is deal. You're freeing up cap. Tory Krug. And others. Because well, yeah. not only with Tory Krug. You got what? Bjork, DeBrus. Yeah, you got Chara coming up. You got Matt Grizzlick. You got to mm -hmm. figure out what you're going to do with the backup situation. Locks on his last year. And then you got DeBrusk, Bjork, Nordstrom, who you're probably just letting go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... David Krejci's got one more year to this one at 7.25. I can't wait until that's off the books. No offense, Krejci. Tuka has oh. one more year at 7. Well, after this, of course. Yeah, what the fuck are they going to do? <laughs> to like a 70-year, $2 million contract? That's fine. 70-year, no 2 million. Okay, that's... Uh... <laughs> it's fucking great-grandchildren, $2 million. <laughs> Anyways, no, but definitely gives them... The added flexibility yeah and you need that especially who knows who comes available i don't even know what the UFA i know it's february is, not july yeah. 1st but who knows what's going to come available in free agents although I mean, don sweeney hasn't shown he's the best july 1st signing guy yeah oh maybe if, chill on that don if you're talking about you know sweeney um i think 
if we're talking, because you were you're saying uh, for agency, but trade deadline. Huh? He's learned from that Rick Nash trade. <laughs> he learned from it. <laughs> now, of course, you know, kind of been lucky that Coyle hasn't really gotten hurt. Johansson, he did get hurt, but then that ended up turning out still well. Because uh, I know Rick Nash was it concussion or whatever back seventeen eighteen. Yep. Yeah. Um. Rick Nash was a rental. They paid what? It was a first. Ryan Lindgren. Hmm. I, it was also kind of a dump of Bolesky, but it was only like half of it. Or yeah, obviously. That was half of it. Um. Speaking of which, Matt Bolesky's retained salary is gone after the end of this season. Yep. So they get even more freed up. Same but, with Dennis Seidenberg's buyout. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, yeah. that's so crazy. I remember when they fucking bought him out, and I was so sad. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, no, because Sweeney's know. Sweeney's definitely learned. I'd say, and I mean, obviously, because that year, seventeen, eighteen. I mean, didn't they? No, was it last year they got Lee Stepniak, or which which years does every team get a Lee Stepniak? <laughs> um, oh God. No. Are you talking about when they traded, traded, or when they signed him to like a PTO? I don't, I don't know which one I'm thinking of. You remember Brian? It was... Remember Brian Gianta? A legend. Nick Same... Holden. He was okay. Yeah, right? he was just mediocre. <laughs> hey, just it was okay. It wasn't horrible. Come on. Just signed an extension in Vegas. So. Um, okay. No. Yes, it was. Last season, Lee Stempniak uh, signed a professional tryout contract in the AHL to join the the affiliate Providence Bruins on February 15, 2019. Yep. But then, ahead of the trade deadline, Stempniak signed a one-year, one-way contract with Boston on February 24th, mm-hmm. 2019. We never saw him play one game. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I lied. Yeah, we he played did. twice. He played yeah, two we, games yeah, we did, because he scored, didn't he? I think I remember that. No, he didn't score. What? Okay, then who was it? There was someone at the deadline that might have been seventeen, eighteen that the Bruins got, and he. Like, and Gianta scored a couple times. Yeah, it was probably Gianta on a breakaway. I feel like that's what I remember. Oh yes, against Philly, that was his first goal as a Bruin. Yeah, that's definitely it. Anyways. Uh, why do I feel like he scored at least two or three times? I I don't know. Did he? Searching him up. <laughs> yes, Brian Gianta. He had two goals, five assists in mm-hmm. twenty games bad for a guy who just played that season in, in the fucking Olympics. AHL for one game and then the Olympics. Yeah. Chill. He had a goal in one game. Yeah. Poor guy. Anyways, besides Canadian, the usual... Anyways. The usual, you know, oh God. random... His last picture on Hockey DB is oh, no. him in a Bruins jersey. Oh. Forever tainted. Every Montreal fan that looks him up... <laughs> Has to see him in a Bruins jersey. I love this. It's perfect. Thank you, Don Sweeney. <laughs> Dealing Don. Oh, yeah. Okay, the point I was trying to make like three minutes ago. Um, Sweeney's, I mean, yes, Johansson last year um, was a rental. Coyle obviously wasn't. It seems he's now really starting to look at, yes, win now, get players who will help you win now. But he's looking at guys with at least another year in terms of term. Because you got Coyle there. Of course, this year you got Kasha and Richie. Now, of course, yeah, three players. But it's not like they've made many moves. Um, 
which definitely is a good thing to do because you want people who are going to you know be staying um considering and i mean i hate to say it but of course you know char is 42 bergeron's 34 it's getting it's getting to the back end of their careers is what i'm saying and so you need you don't know what's going to happen one year one of them could just fall off I mean, okay, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen with Chara, but <laughs> he'll be playing yeah, until he's 49,000. Um... I'm about to make a joke about Bacchus's age, including into their, like, how you were t- saying all, like, the important players' ages. I was about to make a joke about Bacchus getting up there in age, but I can't make that joke anymore because he's not a pro anymore. Nope, he's a San Diego gull. Because <laughs> he, he was sent down. I was like, what? Maybe? The, the yeah, thing I thought about that... for conditioning, I think. Yeah, it could be conditioning, and then he'll be called back up, or it's, or maybe because they want to make him eligible for the AHL playoffs, because I know that's what they did with... I think that's what the Bruins were doing with Coleman and Lazar. I never saw an official thing from the Bruins. I might have missed it, but that's what the reports were, that expect Coleman and Lazar to go down so they could potentially play in the AHL playoffs. But I just threw up looking at this. John Moore is three more years after this one at 2.75. Okay. <sighs> It's not, it's not terrible. Like he's depth, nice. but it, but it's two point seven five, and who knows? Maybe that gets moved at the draft. Hopefully. Expansion draft, please. What? Next year? Uh, no, thank you. I don't want to move at the expansion draft. I want to move to the draft now. Gonna, um, I don't think that ain't that's gonna happen. Oh, the expansion draft. We're losing someone. Grizz. Who knows? They'll, they'll have. Did you? You really just? Oh, it's something we have to think about. <laughs> if the Bruins, he doesn't have lose... a no trade clause until twenty one twenty two, so he has to be protected along with. How do um. The expansion draft is it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. It's like seven three one or something, or it's just eight yeah. in total. Is the expansion draft again? Is it 2021 next it's year? It's going to be the end remember. of next. So it's going to be the end of 2021. Like, the end of that season, yeah. So June God. 2021. That is so that's soon. His, yeah. That's his last year without a protection on him. Who knows? Oh, my God. Does Pasta end up a Seattle whatever their names will be? A Seattle spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> They could literally make the team after him. Oh my god. He would definitely be the best player on that team. Oh. John Moore might be on that team also. Because <laughs> who knows who the Bruins trade him to yeah, if they true. trade him. Anyways, this is getting off the rails. What were we talking about? Heinen for Richie? Yeah, but it always gets off the rails. You know that. <laughs> we'll probably start talking about Pajot later and then somehow get into like Ray Bork. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we'll end up back at that 2017 playoff series talking about Tommy Cross. Oh, my God. Or we'll talk about Carlson's pass to Hoffman. Uh, uh, nope. Okay. Um, that that anyways, is, like, the one so thing looking... I can admire. Anyways, yeah. Looking at saying? the lineup mm-hmm. after <laughs> after these trades went down, Kasha and Richie, uh, it seems like the consensus from most people is that the lines will be the perfection line. Please shut um, up. Followed by... <laughs> Don't call it. DeBrusque, oh Krejci. DeBrusque, Krejci, Kasha. 
Kasha, Kasha. yes. And the third line, in some variation, Richie, Coyle, Bjork, and then the fourth line is your typical fourth line. Mm, asterisk Wait, on the fourth line. People think Coleman might be on the fourth line, but yeah, my thoughts on the fourth line is it's going to be Corrali at center, and then you're probably getting a combination of Bleed, Nordstrom, Wagner, Coleman, or potentially Nick Ritchie. Because what may end up happening is it goes Bjork, Coyle, Kuhlman, and it's like Richie, Corrali, Wagner, which, I mean, I'm all for that, too. But we'll see how that goes, obviously, once the full team plays. Kasha isn't expected to play uh, Tuesday against Calgary. Um, but I'm assuming he would be in Thursday. I don't remember who they play off the top of my head. Um, I know... Man, I don't even remember. Dallas, right. Um, I know Richie is expected to be ready to play Tuesday against Calgary, so that'll be nice, I guess. I guess they're just waiting for Kasha still um, to be completely healthy. <laughs> but um, there's still a possibility he could play tomorrow. I mean, yeah. But I think what Cassidy okay, said is could... like it's looking unlikely at this point, but who knows? Maybe he'll wake up and be like, oh, yeah, I'm good wouldn't be opposed but there's no there's no use in rushing him oh. um and then also speaking of lineups and moving shit around john sweeney today um too sure who asked it but this is a tweet from connor ryan at connor ryan underscore 93 he said sweeney on if the bruins could add another player from providence yeah. into the mix before the end of the season he said 100 percent that makes me think maybe Trent Frederick. Definitely not Stanika. Yeah. The, I That's think too literally late. the exact thing I said, because uh, I saw that too, was it's it's going to be Frederick, I would assume, or they'll call up, like in terms of the playoffs, they might call up a um, Paul Carey, just for depth, of course, um, depending on can... Providence is. What? Set elite king. Oh, I'll yeah. Care. Um, Sorry. Yeah, no. I would I would expect yeah, if if it's one of the younger guys it's it it would be Frederick. Don't don't do Studnika. And I think what they're doing Fuck is, with is them. leave him alone. Yeah, they're they're what they've what they are seemingly doing is giving Stanika the debrusque treatment and just letting him stay in the AHL. Just develop. Don't interrupt it. There's no need to interrupt it. Maybe if the Bruins have a lot of injuries in the playoffs and it gets to like the conference finals and they need a center really badly, sure, call him up. I hope that doesn't happen, but sure, call him up and then he can play at that point. But there's no use in doing it now. Like, don't rush him. You have potential second, maybe first line center in him. Do not rush him. Like you did with Donato. Don't fuck this up. Basically, yes. And I know Don Sweeney listens to us, so, buddy, don't do it. He's listening right now. Hi, Donald. Hey, Don. That was a great job you did uh, in the past few days. Uh, really like what you're doing. Uh, please reassign Tory Krug. Please <laughs> spot like create like an official Bruins prod podcast and have us do it and pay us money like seventy thousand dollars a year at least. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey, yeah. How about like give us some advertisements too? Like we can we can be like 
Jack Edwards and be like, oh, well, once we get down to the end of the show, we can be like, all right, it's the Ford F-150 Final Five. Um. <laughs> it's the, okay, no, that, oh, oh, my God, I'm trying to think of a. Oh, no, I don't. We're at the last 10 minutes. Our, no, let's go. I'm trying to think of something funny, but I can't off the top of my head. Tragic. Also, can I say, people didn't like the idea of bringing Louis Erickson back. I don't know why. <laughs> we just talked, though, about the people that fucking took me seriously when I tweeted that earlier. I don't know if you saw... For a second, I thought you were serious, and I was like, dude... <laughs> Um, he has this year and two after it's six mil. It's a worse version of Bacchus. No, thank you. You know what I do? I'm trying to find people actually took that seriously. Okay, so I said bring back Louis Erickson, unite Marshampers on Erickson line. Who says no? Fucking one. Bye, people. <laughs> I think <laughs> a couple of them are like, I can't tell if they thought I was being serious or mm. they're just like, I'm like, shut up, you idiot. You're not funny, but five people are like, no. <laughs> and <laughs> oh man, but could you forget that legendary sixty-three thirty-seven twenty-one line? I wish I could. <laughs> uh... Anyways, since you want to be mean, <laughs> um, if you want, we can kind of touch on the um. I can scroll up and find it, unless you have the Richie quote ready from Sweeney. <laughs> oh, man. I'll let you do that then, Hold if you're, you yeah. seem really excited. I had it up. Where'd it go? Okay, 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 I got it. So, Ty Anderson tweeted, Sweeney actually said, and I'm not even joking, quote, People are going to ask if I picked up the right Richie this time. I hope so, end quote. Yeah. I I saw that and I was like, okay, listen, like, I don't know, know Ty Anderson. Is he joking about this? Like, because at first I was like, he has to be, right? He has to be joking. But as I thought about it, I was, I was, like, I was like, you know what? No, I could see Sweeney saying that. <laughs> Just, just as a joke. I wish there was video recorded of that because. But no, I mean, I hope so too. I hope he did pick the right Rishi this time. <laughs> Sorry to. Honestly, poor Brett. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh... He's, he's human. Yeah, Brett has feelings too. I don't know. That that was just a funny, funny tidbit from. Everything in the my god! Line. Remember how earlier I mentioned the brotherly connection? Oh no! You know. Plus, what about those comments from your GM? That's gonna fire you up. Come on. So. Okay. So you. I'm not even gonna bother. I'm not even gonna bother. We don't need to get into Brett Ritchie. Well, yes, we do. We're already here. Well, uh, okay. Here's what I'll say on Brett Ritchie. Nick is better. Um. Uh, and also, Patrice Bergeron is better than Brad Marchand, but that doesn't mean the secondary is not elite. <clears throat> okay, fair. <laughs> I'm not going to bother. 
Okay, your loss. Uh, did you? Well, I guess I'll, I'll bring this up. So, um, uh, Matt Porter at Maddie Ports. Uh, so, there was a quote from Andre Kasha on Andre Kasha. Uh, he said, "I'm a good skater and I can win the battles. Try to win every battle and score the goals. Sounds great." <laughs> oh, if his execution's as good as his words, then we might be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> No, he's. Uh, I, I watched. I watched the interview. I guess that was what the Bruins posted. And it would have been Eric Russo, and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, he, his his English is good enough. We'll be fine. We got poor Nebraska. It's gonna be. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hi guys. And then they're just gonna be <laughs> rambling on in Czech or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he gets gets Rosetta Stone. <laughs> no, see, that's what. That's why you gotta put pasta as the second line left wing and put DeBrusque first no oh <laughs> uh, just do the check line I mean yeah there's there was the idea floated around like do the Canadian line so Marshall Burster on DeBrusque the check line pasta Krejci Kasha American line of uh, crap Bjork Perali Wagner oh, yeah Wagner Wagner Poor Wagner people are like it seems like a consensus that he'll be out of the lineup now Everyone. I don't know if Wagner's the on man out, mostly because he's a right shot. I yes, they have Coleman too, but Wag Wagner's been solid. Nordstrom has been, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've, okay, I've, oh, what I, the heck? What? Sorry, I just saw on Twitter no, that emergency backup airs. Yep, David airs. He went on the Colbert show, like the late show with Stephen Colbert. What? He's on all these shows, he's on all these media tours, dude. Yes, he imagine. Is. Imagine fucking being the Maple Leafs, being the laughing stock. Like Scott Foster didn't get this kind of treatment. <laughs> I mean I wonder if it's because, like I don't know. Scott it's, Foster that is weird. didn't he come in when it was like four to one or something to like two, that something oh like yes that. yeah it was and there were like 10 minutes left i mean yeah sure scott foster I mean, it was but... four to one when he went in three to one and they made a four to one i don't know i do think it's funny though how much media attention like from outside of hockey he's getting but i think that's great anyways back to what you're saying i'm so sorry it caught my attention and i needed to say something before i bursted what was i saying <laughs> that's a that's a good question Oh, you're talking about Wagner being a right shot. Oh, well, yeah. It, right? Wagner's probably... Nordstrom hasn't been very I th good. I think Wagner the last be... thing you said yeah. before I cut you off. Wagner would... He's not a lock for the fourth line. He's pretty solid in there. Crowley is probably a lock. Crowley hasn't had, like, a great season. Especially in comparison uh... to last year, but he's still probably the best option there. If you want to try Parlindholm there again, sure. Lindholm hasn't been bad obviously hasn't been you know fantastic but eh. i don't know it's it's the fourth line it's not like they play many 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 minutes but um i it's it's hard especially to say now because i mean tomorrow we'll see the practice lines <laughs> um I mean, probably when most of the people are listening to this, the practice lines will have already been out. So, um, yeah. Because of course we're recording this the night of trade deadline, like it's 9 p.m. on Monday. Um, 
So the lines will be out tomorrow. I'm assuming it'll be Marshawn Burge and Pasternak. Probably if Kasha isn't playing tomorrow, Debrus Craig G. Kuhlman, and then you'll see Bjorn Coyle Richie, some something like that. We'll see. Um I don't know. It'll it'll be it'll be an interesting uh lineup, I guess, but I, I like how it's gonna look based on you know briefly what we're seeing. Um yeah. Ow. So you have anything as we shift yeah, go. What? Sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna as we shift from the Bruins to an overall look at the league. Um according this is from Nick Alberga <laughs> at the Golden Muzzy. <laughs> He tweeted, a little after the deadline passed at 4.43 p.m., he tweeted, Sources tell me the Preds thought the trade deadline was tomorrow. Now, is that accurate? I, I hope so. That would be the best. If so, unless you're a Predators fan, which I apologize to you, but if you're a Predators fan, what the fuck are you doing over here? Anyways, think that's true? Do you think they forgot? Thoughts? No. I, I'm assuming it was just a joke. I, I want it to be true so bad, but there's there's no way that's true. If if it was, I mean, it would be amazing. I, there's no way. I, like, I, I can't believe that. I want to, but I just I just can't bring myself to believe that one. You know? Um, just imagine. <laughs> if they actually... Oh, God. Yeah, it's... There's, there's no way. I think it was like a Leafs fan reporter or whatever that said it anyways so like you know high highly doubted gotta say yeah i think that was maybe more like tongue-in-cheek about how the preds didn't do much of anything yeah that would be hilarious though if oh yeah <laughs> that was true wasn't didn't that happen to a football team I couldn't yeah, I tell you. Something where a team forgot. I don't know. I don't follow NFL as much as I should. All I know is that the Cowboys like to break my heart year and year out. <laughs> and all I know Anyways, is before Rogers, I get mad. I'm not going to say that. Um, you're going to say he's the GOAT. I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> no, nope, you're going to say he's the GOAT. Then you remembered who you're talking to. Well, not talking to me. I'll probably fucking agree with you, but... Uh, we Anyways, are, we're at 38 um, minutes and we haven't even started getting to the entire NHL. Oh boy. <laughs> we're we're going to do that now. Alright. Um, um, we'll start we with the one at that the same time. Yeah. We'll start with the trade that happened, I guess that would have been last night, the Sunday. The Oh my god, I still hate this so much. The Caps got Ilya Kovalchuk from the Habs for a third. Yeah. And... Oh, I feel like, damn, the Bruins should have been all over that, but I also think Montreal's probably like, no, we want, like, a first or a second from you because you're the Bruins. Well, yeah. But that's... at the same time, I think you could have finagled a second and a prospect, maybe, but I don't know if that's too much to go for Kovalchuk. And in hindsight, I prefer the moves they made today. Yeah. Like, over it. I mean, listen, if you, if you could have got him for a third and you could have still done a Heinen and Richie, then, yeah, I would love that, but the price definitely would have been raised for the Bruins because it's the Habs, their Atlantic Division rivals. Yeah, they're it's assholes. Different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pickup for for the Capitals, you know. Oh yeah. Um imagine 
the amounts of vodka that's going to be consumed in Washington, D.C. with um, Mr. Kovalchuk there now. Yeah. I'm not saying he's drunk, but Russians and their vodka. Yeah, you could also Me. say, you know, just another Russian getting into D.C., but... Oh, man. Um, Anyways. <laughs> that's a joke. Give me an Ovechkin and Kovalchuk line, man. I think they'll probably they still play. go Ovi, Kuzi, Wilson. Wilson, yeah. And then, honestly, Kovalchuk's probably going to be third line because they got Vrana, Backstrom, Oshie as their second. I know that. So it'll probably be, uh, if I can think of Washington's lines off the top of my head, Haglin, Eller, Kovalchuk? That sounds right. Honestly, pretty damn good. Oh, yeah, that's a great top nine. But I don't want to talk about Capitals too much, though, because I'm already afraid to, the Bruins have to play them. Listen, if it's in the conference finals, okay, cool. That'll mean we made the conference finals. Um, I really hope the Bruins fall to second in the Atlantic now. Because if Carolina gets that wild card spot with the moves they made today, oh. Right. Well, let's get into those moves. Exactly. So, actually, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll just go in. Um, I can't think of what the Quenchel, Yeah, like the, the order that the trades actually happen. So. Uh, I guess that was the trade early, of the day. Early morning, Monday, the Oilers. Very early. Yeah, it was. Well, it was like twelve. It was like midnight. Um, the Oilers got uh, Mike Green from the Red Wings for Kyle Brodziak and a conditional fourth. Brodziak literally hasn't played a game this season. Uh, Mike Green, thirty-four. I believe he's a right shot. Um, right shot. He has eleven points in forty-eight games this year. Defenseman, of course. Um, but I think last year. Like like he's he's been he's been solid for putting up points, kind of just like fucking a, goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, kind of just like a depth move for um, Edmonton. It's not it's not like you know oh blockbuster, but um, eight twenty ten Mike Green. That's for sure. No, but uh, it's a solid trade for Edmonton. Like there was no sense to not do it. Like there's no real downside. Um, he put up 31 goals in 2008, 2009. That's, as I mean, that's a so defenseman. Jeez. I mean... And, no, go. I was just going to say, um, for a team like Edmonton, who obviously is, going, I think, going to make the playoffs, I think that's you know probably a given, mm-hmm. especially with the other move they make, but we'll get into that later. But mm-hmm. I think a guy like Mike Green, you know, maybe he's not, you know, that great anymore. But having him in a locker room, you know, with I'm sure he doesn't have playoff success, but he's been through the tough times where losing to Pittsburgh, losing all the time. I think that might be good for such a young team, young inexperienced playoff team, you know. Especially in the defense pairings with Darnell Nurse, Ethan Bear, Caleb Jones and Adam Larson and then Matt Benning and then Mike Green. I think that that experience, that veteran leadership, will be good for the for the Oilers. Mm-hmm. They gave up, really. Let's be real here. <laughs> so it's kind of kind of like a no risk. Just a can't go wrong with it. In my yeah, opinion. and I mean, 
it's not like the Oilers' defense is, oh my god, that's that's really solid. But it's, or, well, really good, but it's it's solid. Nurse, Bear, Jones, Larson, Benning, Green. It, it's, it's not something to, you know, plan a parade over, but when you have Plus Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl up front, <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be okay. Gotta say. Um, I think that's all we can really touch on there. Uh, briefly, there's not much to talk about here. Uh, Vladislav Nemestikov went to um, Colorado from the Senators. Nemestikov has 25 points in 56 games this year. Uh, they got him Ooh, from the Rangers. NHL.com says 56. PDB says 54. Oh, wait. Oh, I lied. I forgot. He's traded from the Rangers to the Senators this yep. season. Okay. So yep. Fifty-six. Yeah. Um, I think. This Thank is... you, Hockey DB. Didn't Very the Sens cool. get him for a fourth? I believe. Sounds about right. Yeah. I think and so. so. Well, they just got a fourth back for him. So, <laughs> um, not much. He was never even there. <laughs> much to really say there. It it'll give them some depth. Um, I imagine he'll be third, fourth line on that team. <clears throat> on the Avs. Because there's no way he's first line, yeah. Although the Avs do have a lot of injuries right now, because I know Rantanen's out, Kadri's out. Um, oh, that Rantanen injury, man, that's... <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know, I haven't heard any updates, but all I know is that it looked like he was... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Shoulder looked absolutely... <laughs> destroyed uh while also touching on the senators they traded jean gabriel pajot to the islanders um for a conditional first a second and a con conditional third in 2022 um so the condition the condition on the first is if it's top three then the islanders keep their pick this year and then the Sens get whatever pick it is next year uh also a first rounder uh and second normal is fun the second one is normal and then, of course, the third, uh, the condition on that is if the Oilers, if the Islanders win the cup, <laughs> then the Sens get that uh, 2023rd, which, let's be real, isn't going to happen. And then Pajot signed a, I think it was six-year, five million per extension immediately after uh, going to Long Island. So, I Not thought it was... contract. A, yeah. I mean... You could say... The term might be a little tempting fate with how long it is, but I think five million per is very good for Pajot. Yeah, honestly, if if you want to think about it, Pajot, I see a lot of similarities between Pajot and Coyle. Obviously, they're not the same player, but they're sort of that like they can be two C, three C, depends, of course. Um, they can put up points. Pajot puts up more points than coil but also granted Pajot's been playing like first second line time with Ottawa because the Sens have no one. Um, and Pajot kills penalties. I I really would have liked to see Pajot on the Bruins, but knowing that that was the price, I was like, nope, okay, that's fine, because <laughs> there's no way that would have happened. Price. Yeah. Um, but no, I think a solid deal for the Islanders, because it because it it's originally a rental, but then they instantly extended him. So really, it's it's a first and a second for six years of pa or this year and six more of Pajot, which pretty good if you ask me uh, and uh, they're projecting he'll slide in with andrew ladd and josh bailey yeah so. something i'm gonna ask you 
No Who looking. No looking at the Ottawa Senators roster, right? Name. Uh, uh-huh. Name two centers on that team. Centers. Um. Oh my God. Artem Anisimov. Right. That's one of them. Right. Okay. Maybe this is too easy. Okay. No. Hold on. Hold on. I don't. My God. I I have a name, but I don't know if he's a center or a winger. I feel like he he came into the league as both. But Colin White is that a center? Yep. Colin White's center. And oh, ooh, I'm trying to think of one more. Okay, so I'm trying to think. Chuck obviously left winger. Connor Brown not a center. Anthony Duclair obviously a winger. Um. Oh my god. He used to be a shark. Oh my god. I don't know if he's a center or not. Oh my god. What's his name? Can you tell me his name if you have it in front of you? Chris Tierney. Is he a center? I can't remember. Tierney's a center. You might have been thinking of uh, Bodker. No, I was thinking of Chris Tierney. Okay, well, Bodker also used to be a shark and he's, well, he's a left wing, but... (laughs) I I, I just thought of that earlier because I was like, who do the Sens have left? And looking at daily face-off, right? They got Kachuk, White, Brown. Yeah, solid, okay. Nick Paul, Chris Tierney, Anthony Duclair. And then Bodker and Nisimov, Jace Harluck. And then they have Rudolph's Balsers. Yes, his first name is Rudolph's. Matthew Pekka and Scott Sabarin. And then on defense, it's Shabbat Hainsey, Mike Riley, Nikita Zaitsev, Englund, and Jaros. Oh... They are... Gunning for Alexis Lafreniere, that's for sure. I mean, sure. they have two options, because they also have the Sharks first rounder, and the Sharks have Carlson. Going into this year, so far, depending on what they do with the draft, they have their own first round pick, and obviously the condition on the Islanders pick they just got, then they have the Sharks first round pick, then they have four second rounders with their own pick, the Columbus's pick, Dallas's pick, and then the Islanders pick. Yep. So, they are loading up. For a big, in terms of retooling and building for the future, they also they also only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have eight people <laughs> under contract after this season. Oh, looks like the Leafs decor. Oh. <laughs> the Leafs decor is like two. <laughs> eight, because they have. Okay, wait, wait, no. Honestly, honestly. Oh, I was gonna be like, can I try to guess this? Okay, try to guess the other ones. You okay, got who did you three say? forwards. I mean, you got four forwards. You got okay. three defensemen. And, and a then you have one goal. Okay, I actually kind of miscounted. It's only like 10 people, but still. Okay, still. still. Zero. Okay. After the projected year... have 40 million in cap space. <laughs> okay, Bobby Ryan, obviously. Colin White yeah. signed to like a f- yep. $4 million extension. 0.75, yep. I think Anisimov has another year. Yes, he does. And then. It's probably oh Brady Kachuk because he's on the entry level deal still, because last yep. year was his first year, and then yes sir, okay but no Anderson's a UFA I know that so there's got to there's a goalie there, the other right? goalie they have up they called up since Hogberg. the other one I already told it's you Hogberg. Anderson yep yep um and then so def- okay what about defense we Shabbat Shabbat obviously yep um, Shabbat Zaitsev because he was in the deal for just... CC. Million until 2024-25. Okay, let me think. And you got one more. He just got traded to them. Mike Riley? 
Not yes. Like Riley. Wow. You're a big Suns guy, eh? Oh, yeah, you know me. Such a huge Suns fan. Uh, don't talk to me about 16-17. I know, we're, we don't even know what happened then, right? Right? No, we don't know what happened. Dion Phaneuf, who's that? Um. Anyways, if you want to get into the uh, Hurricanes trade, well, the first, we don't need to go into super depth into every single one. Like. No. Because especially because we're already at 52 minutes. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, yeah. so we'll fly through this one. Just yeah. touch on the basics. Uh, Florida Panthers, two points out of a playoff spot. They trade Vincent Trocek. Vinny Trocek, why? They get in return, they get Eric Holla, Lucas Walmart, Chase Prisky, and E2 Lu... <laughs> E2 Luostarinen, I, I could not tell you. It's L-U-O-S-T-A-R-I-N-E-N. Could not tell care you. Care much? If you're listening and you care that much about how you pronounce this guy's name, Just Google, Google it and have yeah. Siri speak it to you. Not yeah. Siri, but you get it. I don't think Siri knows how to say that. <laughs> okay, but obviously, surprising that they trade, traded Tro, uh, Trocek. At least to me it was. Um... But Howell's a decent player. Same with Walmart. Biden on bottom six somewhere. Yeah, yes. I know. I know. Daily faceoff isn't like you know what's actually going to happen, but it it's reliable and you can see good everyone. indication. They have Nolachari as the first line winger, so that's how that's going. Let's um, go. What? Yeah. So so the way that uh, Daily Pan- Faceoff has it set up, because I don't think we could find if. Well, no, the Panthers wouldn't have practiced that fast if they wouldn't get yeah. Hall and all of them together. Uh, they have Huberto, Barkov, Nolachari, uh, Hoffman, okay, Hall, come on. Dadanov. That's not fair. Nolachari elite, let's go. That would be like putting a Chari with Marshawn Bertrand. Anyways, sorry, as you were saying. Yeah, no, uh, Hoffman, Hall, Dadanov, second line. Pretty solid still. Vitrano, Walmart, Connolly, solid third line. And then Sevier, Toninato, Psych. I have no no clue about the fourth line, um, but no, they still have. You said Donato, but you said Toninato. Yeah, Toninato, <laughs> not Ryan Donato. Like, it's still solid, but it, getting rid of Trocheck there does obviously hurt. But they do get like a two C three C with Hall and Walmark, so maybe that's what they were kind of looking at. But it's just weird to me that a team two points out of the playoff spot is selling. Unless they really believe that, you know, Barkov, Huberto can carry them. Maybe they have mm-hmm. faith in their $10 million Sergei Bobrovsky. Um, I don't know. And, oh yeah, no, Florida is two points out, right? Because Toronto. Um, no, Charlie has two goals in his last 15 games. Okay, yeah, no, he hasn't on. scored much. <laughs> um, no, there, there's Over not much. 15 minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> there's not much to touch last... on there. But... Oh what? Yeah, no, just surprising trade, really. And then yeah. the next couple, there's two trades coming up that we won't need to talk a lot about. No, no, but no. then um, Pittsburgh picked one. Yeah. So yeah. Nate Thompson went to Philly for a fifth round pick in 2021 in Montreal. Just depth move, really. Um, uh, okay, pick up. Nothing really to talk about there. Not much of a return at all on it. No. So no um, risk for the Flyers, but. Callie Rosen uh, went back to Toronto. Um, from Colorado for Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> okay, Callie Rosen's 26. He's a defenseman, right? Yeah, he's a defenseman. Hasn't really done anything in his career. Um, 
fans overhype him surprisingly. Yeah. The note one. And then the one that you mentioned was more notable. Patrick Marlowe went to Pittsburgh for a third round pick in twenty twenty one. Uh the third round Equally pick like that. becomes a second if Pittsburgh wins the cup, which I think they won't mind giving up that pick if they have to. Yeah. Um No shit. That's a I mean good deal for uh Pittsburgh. You pick up Patrick Marlowe. I mean, it's not like he's he is what he's not what he used to be. He's not what he was twenty years ago. No, he's but he's he's still a serviceable NHL player, you know. Absolutely. Uh he definitely brings experience, although I don't think you need much experience when you have Sidney Crosby there. I got to say. A Crosby Malkin, you know, you ain't hurting for experience, you know, Hornquist. Yeah. The Tang. Yeah. Um, Zach Trotman, Bruins legend. <laughs> the the way Daily Faceoff works for this. Uh the way Daily Faceoff has it set up is Zucker, Crosby, Simone. Okay. I imagine it's probably Rust that's actually going to be first line right wing, but we'll see. Uh, and then they have Brian Rust, Kenny Malkin, Patrick Hornquist, and then they have Patrick Marlowe, Jared McCann, Brandon Tanev, and then they have Connor Sheary, Teddy Bluger, and Evan Rodriguez. Um, I mean, it's it's a great it's it's a great forward group. Obviously, when you have Crosby and Malkin as your first and second line centers, it's going to be a good group, similar to having McDavid, Drysaitel. There aren't really any duos in terms of centers that can compete with that. No offense to Bergeron and Krejci, but they're not the same offensive prowess. Yeah, that's a that, weird word. I don't think I'll find many people arguing that. I hope no, not. I hope not. <laughs> you can say, oh yeah, sure, Bergeron's better than Malkin if you're talking all-around game or Crosby all-around game. That's... Yeah, okay. In terms of offense, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Crosby, yeah. It's Sidney Crosby. Anyways... Um, no, Pittsburgh has a solid forward group now. Adding, adding in Marlowe, I think what was it they traded away, um, Dominic Cahoon to the Sabers, and then they got Sherry and Rodriguez for I guess their fourth line is what that's likely going to be third, fourth, Jesus, third or fourth, we'll see. Um, pretty solid. Yeah, a lot of the teams in the East really improved. Besides the ones in the Atlantic, really. <laughs> well, Tampa. Although, uh, they yeah, kind of might have overpaid, but we can get into that. Um, yeah. Anyways, Next up. just going through. If Oh, yeah, you want to go? Sure, I'll do this one. All Surprisingly, right. the Buffalo Sabres acquired Wayne Simmons at 50% retained from the Devils. Very... Unexpected, I would say, but at the same time, it's a 2021 conditional fifth round pick going back to the Devils. And the condition is if the Buffalo Sabres make the playoffs and Simmons plays 10 games, the pick will be a fourth. <laughs> yeah, because the Sabres, the Sabres are definitely the making the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely closer than I thought it would ever be. They are, I'm trying to, they are eight points out of a wild, not a wild card. They, I'm so confused because Toronto's lower than any of the wild cards. But because it's They're one, two, three in the division. Points out of a wild card and six points behind Toronto with a game in hand. So they're closer than I thought they would be. But I did not see them trading for Wayne fucking Simmons. 
No, I did not expect that at all. Um, I was just like, the sabers? And uh, my, my thing uh, worked again this year, because last year, I, I just happened to look it up this morning. I was like, okay, so what did I, you know, tweet last, like last year at the deadline? And so I said word for word, uh, wait, if I can scroll back far enough. Um, I'm going to wake up to see Simmons on the Bruins, aren't I? I said that a year ago on the trade deadline. And so, earlier today, I said, I quoted it, said the exact same thing, and we didn't get Simmons. <laughs> My impact, no. Um, I was really just glad that we didn't get Wayne Simmons. I mean, I, for a fifth round pick, I wouldn't have been mad about it, but it's not... Yeah, it's it doesn't not, seem like it's just unnecessary. Yeah, basically. Really, he's not what he was back in Philadelphia a couple, of, several years ago, actually, because he kind of tailed off. But, I mean, that's, that's an okay pickup for the Sabres. He's not going to do much, but maybe good in the room. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I just didn't understand it, really. They're not making the playoffs. Like, it's yeah, they're not, not but it's also, it's also nothing that, like, as oh yeah, it's, it's not they like they hinge their future on or no. anything. No, they're not going to be losing sleep over picks, a conditional but... 2020 first pick, like fifth round pick. It's they'll they'll be fine. Um, if you want to go with the next ones, like uh, next up, the Ducks acquired Kyle Chris Cuolo, <laughs> AHL guy, junior guy, not in the league. And a 2020 conditional fourth-round pick from the Flyers in exchange for Derek Grant. The fourth-round pick is the Ducks will receive the higher of the 2020 fourth-round pick between the Philadelphia and Nashville draft picks, which were both owned by Philadelphia at the same time of the trade. Of the trade, I can't talk. Derek Grant, just a depth pickup. I can freaking talk. I don't know anything about Kyle Chris Cuolo. Oh, if you do. I, no, I honestly have no clue. Let me see what I can come up with from a simple lookup on HockeyDB. I I don't I don't think it's gonna be that important. At this old. Point. He's not even a prospect. <laughs> I, I, I. He's got 24 oh. points in 40 games in Lehigh Valley. So nothing really. Philly's just an Philly, NHL guy. Yeah. Um, if you want to just move on, we can go to quickly the Habs acquired Aaron Luchuk and a 2027th round pick from the Sens for Matthew Pekka. Just a forward swap, AHL guys, fourth line. Yeah. Um, and then, the thing of note, do you want to touch on that? Um, oh, I mean, we just briefly go over since we already talked about it in full, but the Anaheim Ducks acquired this guy named Danton Heinen. From That's the Boston not, Bruins in exchange for not what I meant, Richie. <laughs> I was going to say after the but cuz Oh, we're skipping over that one. Okay, obviously that one happened. We've been new. Next up, the Red Wings acquired Sam Gagne, is that how you say? It? Yes, it's Gagne. Sure. With 10% of it retained of his contract retained and a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 second round pick in exchange for Andreas Athanasiu and Ryan Kuffner. I think it's a good pickup for Edmonton. Yeah. Um, I don't 
Yeah, they face off. <laughs> you know, we've been swearing by him these last couple times. They have him on a line with McDavid. That speed is yeah. not fair. It's that speed's gonna be stupid. Never let Char even think of going on the ice near them. <laughs> yeah, let's hope we don't have to play Edmonton in the Cup final. Thanks. That would be something. That'd be a good series. It would. Bruins but... win it in six. Goodbye. Oof. That's what I said for the Blues. So. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know why you bring that up, jerk. But yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a good deal both ways. I mean, yeah, uh, Detroit gets what was it two seconds, right, for for what's a two rental, um, and Edmonton gets speed, a winger that can put up points and actually score because they don't really have that. I believe now that Tyler Ennis is on the Oilers, he is their highest scoring winger. And that's because Tyler Ennis was on the Sens, like, playing for second-line minutes. Um, and speaking of which, we can follow that up with Edmonton oh, yeah. acquiring Tyler Ennis for a fifth-round pick. For a 2021 fifth-round pick from Edmonton. Just figured we'd throw that in there since you're talking about Ennis. Yeah. Um, I want to make so sure that's actually right. Trade. That's... I mean, yeah, if you're talking about natural um, wingers, then yeah. Um because you can say dry settle there, but natural winger Tyler Ennis has the most points as a winger on the Oilers. Because I believe Ennis, he's in he's in the 30s. Um, yeah, Tyler Ennis is 33 points, 61 games with the Sens, which I feel like that surprises a few people, but yeah. yeah. Um, and also a big component of that Athens CU trade is he will be an RFA too at the season's end. So that I did not know. A little bit of control for Edmonton too, so that's that's a solid pickup for them. Mm -hmm. And anyone playing with McDavid will be good. So, in theory, <laughs> yeah, in theory. I mean, I know it hasn't worked necessarily, Milan Lucic, but <laughs> yeah. But now he's in Basically, Calgary um... and he's uh, well. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> going to go to well. The... We could say both the Calgary's defensive trades. Although those might not be lumped together that well. Um, they got Derek Forbort from yes. the LA Kings for conditional 2021 uh, fourth round pick. Uh, and then they also got Eric Gustafson from Chicago for a third. And it's a good pickup. Yeah, Eric Gustafson will help Calgary. I know they wanted... They definitely needed a winger, a but... Weird. Gustafson had 60 points last year as a defenseman. He has 26 in 59 games this year. And that that's a big like drop off and change. I was yeah. coming into the season, I was high on Gustafson having a monster year. I yeah, guess. I, I mean, I, guess I haven't watched happen. Chicago games, but I don't know. He's he might be bottom pair likely because um well actually Giordano and Hamannick are both hurt right now for the Flames. Mm-hmm. So when they come back, that's going to be a damn good decor. Because they'll have Hannafin, Brody, Gustafson, Giordano, Hamannick, Rasmus Anderson, Michael Stone, well, Michael Stone, <laughs> Derek Forbort. Like, they'll, they'll, have, they'll have some great options. Rasmus Anderson's really solidified as a top 40 in Calgary. Um, you have Hannafin, yeah. It's, it's going to look good, I got to say. Oh. Flames... 
forwards, uh, that's that's iffy because you got Mangiapane. Maybe you can still be that second line winger with them, and then you have their bottom six, which is Lucic, Bennett, Dubé, Reader, Jankowski, and Derek Ryan. Which okay, <laughs> but they definitely improved their decor, which they kind of need to do in front of Riddick. <laughs> Although Gustafsson isn't fantastic defensively, as I've seen. Um. Other than that, you want to... I just want to point out the odd uh, condition on the Forbert trade. So it's a fourth-round pick in 2021 originally, but it upgrades to a 2022 third-round pick if Calgary reaches the conference finals this season and Forbert plays 50% of the games or if Forbert re-signs with Calgary. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I've never seen like a jumping from year to year condition on a trade usually just like from a third to a second second to a first night but, love you uh well obviously if there's like if it's lottery protected stuff like that but i've never seen like a fourth rounder turn into a different year's third rounder yeah i just thought that was interesting but we can jump into the next random trade <laughs> the anaheim ducks acquired sunny milano from the blue jackets in exchange for devon shore that surprised me. Out there, I mean... I didn't expect Columbus to trade Sonny Milano. I was like... Excited. Yeah, that... Um, I can pull up his stats quickly. <laughs> um, he is 23, I believe. He's a winger uh, for Columbus. Shoots left. That's honestly what I know off the top of my head. Um, yeah, so... Well, okay, not a prospect anymore. Never mind. Um, he's played 18 games, or nope, he has 18 points in 46 games this year. Um, he was, I guess, he was highly touted coming in to the league. Hasn't really been a huge, you know, scoring winger, clearly. He was taking eight picks before David Pasternak. <laughs> Thank you for getting real close to your mic to say that. <laughs> uh, of course, of course. I don't know. It it was it was one of those things. I was like, mm, okay, <laughs> I guess that that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> like it, it wasn't really that huge. Um, uh-huh. There wasn't really much to say there. If you want to go to what Tampa did, I believe that would be. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, San Jose Sharks acquired Anthony Greco, whoever that is, <laughs> and a 2020 first-round pick from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Glee Goodrow, and a 2020 third-round pick. And um, I would like to specify, no, we are not saying Johnny Goudreau. We are saying Barclay Goodrow. They're spelled differently. They're not related. They are nowhere near the same player. Barclay Goodrow is a fourth-line player. Um, He has his career high in points this year at 24 points in 62 games. Um, Previous years, last year he had 17 points in 82 games, and then two goals in 20 playoff games. He's a fourth-liner. I don't know why... Okay, yes, Tampa got a third-round pick back, but you can... Done a second or just a third one for one for Goodrow? Like you had to give up your first? Probably could have used that first round in a more suitable player, maybe. 
Or just a player. <laughs> <laughs> just an actual player. <laughs> Goodrow doesn't exist. He's signed through next year, though. I guess. I, I don't know if that means anything. He's. I don't know what his advanced stats are. Maybe no. he's off the page and something. Well, <clears throat> if if you look at like Tampa, okay, damn good team. I'm not saying Goodrow doesn't improve them, but there wasn't really a need for him from what I know. Like, I think they would have enough guys that can fill up the fourth line. Because either way, besides that, but their first line is Stamkos, Point, Kucherov, which is the second best first line in the league. Well, second best line in the league. Behind, you know. Um, and then it's either Plot or Coleman. Blake Coleman, of course, they acquired recently. Also traded the first for him. Sorelli, Kalorn, and then Coleman slash Palat, Johnson, Yanni Gord, and then I don't want to say his name, number 14 on Tampa. Kurt Maroon. <laughs> yeah, Barclay Goodrow and Carter, however you say that last name, Verhage. Verhage. <laughs> oh, close enough. I think. Um, like, Tampa's, Tampa's offense is insane. They're not they're not getting swept again in the first round. I can tell you that much. Um, Want to bet? Sure, I'll bet you five dollars right now that Tampa will not get know. swept in the first round. Uh, Actually, I'll bet you a million dollars. It's okay. Bet uh, <laughs> to Tampa losing in the first round, and then I'll take you a million dollars. Yeah, I just Anywho, have a million dollars. Me too. Uh, yeah, no, just the real head scratcher. At first look, I don't know. Yeah, like, they also signed Zach Bogosian for reasons. Um, just, just reasons. We don't know. I literally could not tell you why. Um, still waiting. I think Tampa's still waiting on the reasons for. Yeah, they're for they're still waiting. Games. They're still waiting for it too. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't understand why they needed Goodrow. And keep in mind, I'm saying Goodrow, not Goodrow. Um. I don't know if you saw this. I wasn't able to actually watch like Trade Center live, but I, I ended up seeing because Good Johnny Goodrow, Calgary, you know, the actual All Star, um, he left practice early, and so of course everyone freaked out. And then he went on, I think it was uh, TSN or it was just the interview after practice. And he was like, "Oh, I had to pee," and so everyone was just freaking out because of that. And he would have actually been worth a first-round pick. <clears throat> Anyways. Is there, is there anything else you wanted to add on that? Or should we... Let's move on to the Calgary Flames acquiring future considerations. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, from the uh, Sharks in exchange future, for Brandon Davidson. Future considerations. Um, great uh, third-line center. Uh, he's going to really fit in well with Barclay Goodrow. <laughs> no, um, no. Future considerations. I still don't know what that means, but the Sharks got Brandon Davidson, defenseman from the Flames. Okay, that was my reaction to that. I was like, "Okay, cool. Don't care." <laughs> yes, and then there's a couple big ones left. Um, acquire Sammy Vatanen, fifty percent retained from the Devils. In exchange for Frederick Clayson, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Frederick Clayson. John 
Kuakinen? Additional fourth round pick. I never actually saw the whole trade, but yeah. What's the condition? Crazy, I thought it'd be more. Okay. The Devils will receive the 2024th round pick if Votnin plays in five regular season games. He's injured right now, if I recall correctly. He is. Raised to a 2023rd round pick if Votnin plays in 12 games or 70% of the 2020 playoff game. Yeah. Um, from the NHL.com article about this, Vatanen hasn't played since sustaining a right leg injury blocking a shot against the Dallas Stars on February 1st. He was placed on injury reserve February 13th. Um, so he might play, he might not. That's one of those where I think Carolina is like, well, if he comes back and he's healthy and we're on a long playoff run, great for us. And if he's not, well, it is what it is. <laughs> think that that would basically be their view at this point because i know right now votnin will be out for them and then dougie hamilton's out and brett pesci's out so that's why they went out and acquired a bunch of defensemen but if somehow all of carolina's defensemen were healthy the these would be the defensemen they they would have so they'd have dougie hamilton brett pesci sammy vatnin jacob slavin joel edmondson jake gardner Brady Shea, Hayden Fleury, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. It's stupid. We'll point out that that... I'm just going to call him Kukkonen. Sure. The prospect that the Devils got. 21-year-old from Finland. He's a left winger. He has 42 games... 42 games. 42 points and 52 AHL games this year with the Checkers. So it sounds like an okay, decent prospect. He was taken in the second round in 2016. So, never heard of the guy before, but I guess he's he's a player. He could turn into turn into something like completely irrelevant trade. Maybe he's the, he well, he's definitely the centerpiece of the trade. Because no offense to Frederick Clayson, but no, Sen- Senators legend <laughs> Frederick Clayson. Yes, I know he's from the Sens, obviously. Um, yeah, I listen if. If, in theory, all of Carolina's defensemen were to get healthy, I don't know what the status is on Hamilton or Pesci. I think Pesci's just, like, day-to-day or something. Oh, no, Pesci's shoulder injury is not expected to be short-term. Yep. Weeks. Dougie Hamilton is on LTIR. Oh, yeah, because he broke his fibula out indefinitely. That was... That was, that was before the, the All-Star February. break. Oh, that was, was before it? the All-Star break, yeah. That's right. So maybe he can yeah, back by the playoffs. But, but okay, even then, let's say Dougie Hamilton comes back. Somehow, miraculously, they're in the cup final. Dougie Hamilton comes back. They have Slavin, oh, Slavin, Slavin, Hamilton, probably their top pair. And then I would assume it'd be, what, Pesci... Well, here's the question. Do you go Pesci, Vatnin, Edmondson, Gardner, Shea? Like, they have so many options. It's it's crazy at this point. Um, well, let's jump ahead real quick, just so... Oh, yeah, because the Brady-Shea trade. Yes. It's acquired Brady-Shea from the Rangers in exchange for a 2020 conditional first-round pick. The condition on that trade is the Rangers will receive whichever pick. Carolina owns their own first-round pick and Toronto's first-round pick in this draft. Whichever pick is later, whichever pick comes after the other one, 
Carol, I mean, the Rangers will get the later pick in that round. I'm trying to over-explain. Yeah. But it's literally... That's a really good trade. Oh, yeah. I think. I mean, I saw some Rangers fans, like, cheer and scream about it because I understand, you know, supposedly Jay isn't fantastic defensively, which, uh, yeah, okay. 23 great points, 60 games. Yeah, great rookie like he's had he's had solid years it's not like he's you know an insanely good player by any means or whatever but uh, and it hasn't been probably hasn't been easy to show truly what you got on the rangers no offense to them i mean i know they've been they're fighting for a playoff spot this year but still i mean yeah um uh, if i can the good trades both of them good trades for carolina Ones, trades that I don't think we need to get into. Yeah. Okay. So, from it's a three-way. Well, uh, before before we get to that, Brady Shea. Uh, so Sean Tierney, charting hockey. Uh, he used a pun here, but I'll just paraphrase. So, yes, Carolina might have paid a high price in the first round pick because Shea does have some holes in the defensive game. But I mean, we saw in that game with. Um, David Ayers in that. Carolina can shut it down defensively. Um, Rob Brindamore is a great coach. I could definitely see Shea being able to pick up on that and fitting into that uh, system with Carolina and actually being better defensively. Um, of course, we'll see. Um, I hope the Bruins don't see because <laughs> uh, I don't want to play Carolina. I got to say, yeah, the way that team's not. looking. The only thing that I think is Carolina's weak link is goalie, but I mean, shut the house down around the NHL Zamboni driver, then who the fuck knows? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if you want to get into the, um... hold on, can we just? We skipped over Zane McIntyre. Oh, yes. The Devils. Yeah, Zane McIntyre, Bruins legend. Um, going to the Devils for Louis Domingue. Uh, Louis Domingue going to Vancouver. Because I think there's some... I think Markstrom's hurt or something. Yeah, he's out probably for a couple weeks. After, I think they said three to four after whatever he injured in the game against the Bruins, which we don't speak of. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to try my best to down this three-way trade. Alright, let's see it. Okay, so. It was a three-way trade between the Blackhawks, the Leafs, and the Knights. Okay, so the Blackhawks traded Robin Leonard to Chicago, retaining 50% of that contract, and then Toronto flipped Leonard to Vegas and retained an additional 22%. So Vegas got Leonard 72% total retained on that. And in return from Vegas, Chicago got Malcolm Subban, Slava Demin, and a second round pick this year. And then <laughs> from Vegas... Toronto got a fifth-round pick in this year's draft. And then from Toronto, the Knights got Martins, Dezircles. Dezircles? Dezircles. 
could not tell you. Okay. <laughs> um. So Malcolm Subban ends up on his third NHL team. Mm-hmm. Robin Leonard ends up on his fourth Islander, Chicago, Vegas. His fourth um... NHL team. Couple prospects here and there, which I don't never heard of. But I like what Toronto did. It's his fifth. Where they decided to eat that. It's Leonard's fifth team because he was the senator for like four years. Yeah, I mentioned the senators. Senators, Islanders, Chicago, and now Vegas. Right? Senators, Sabres, Islanders. Sabres, that's right. I forgot. How could I forget about that? Anyways, I like what Toronto did, retaining a little bit of it, of Leonard's salary to get an additional fifth-round pick. Sure, you might think fifth round picks are not very important, but find a nice steal. Like Kasha was a seventh round pick. I never ever know. I, I mean, yeah. Additional asset, nothing wrong with that. I think for Vegas though, you have Leonard and Flurry. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I don't yeah. think Leonard's been as good this year. Um. Um. Taking a little bit of a step back, but also Granted, Chicago's he's not Chicago. nearly. Yeah, Chicago's um, not nearly the defensive <laughs> team that the Islanders are. Yeah, so Leonard's goals against average is three point zero one, but his save percentage is still nine eighteen. Like that's a great save percentage. You can just tell he's been bombarded in Chicago. So, like, if you look at his last, well, okay, his his last two games played, he's faced 41 shots, 42 shots. There was also 40 in there against the Bruins. Like, Leonard's been facing a lot, basically. Um, he had a game where he faced 57 shots, 51 shots. Like, he hasn't been in front of a great defense. And so Leonard going to Vegas, Vegas is definitely better defensively than Chicago. I think I can say that with absolute certainty. <laughs> Um, even though Vegas doesn't have the massive names, although they did get Alec Martinez. That's, that was a great deal. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, it really shows that they want to go all in for Vegas. I have no clue who's actually going to be the starter, whether it's going to be Flurry or Leonard. Flurry only has a 906 save percentage. Yeah. Again, I don't know... The advanced stats, whatever, that doesn't seem too good. Definitely not an elite stat like Tuka Rask. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyways, Tuka, we know that. Not after that fucking Vancouver game, man. Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah, no, I mean, that's a whatever trade. I'm surprised that the Golden Knights acquired Leonard, although it doesn't doesn't sound like they gave up too much. Mm, no. But. They'll not. They're not going to lose sleep over trading away Malcolm Subban. <laughs> I don't think anyone will. No. No offense to Malcolm Subban, but I forget uh, that his NHL debut in St. Louis, where he... okay, you just cut out for me, but yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, I had expected. I mean, I stopped talking. I thought you were going to say something, but oh. Okay. Anyways, whatever. That's fine. Um, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I gotta find. Oh no. His debut. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Subban made his debut in St. Louis with the Boston Bruins, February twentieth, two thousand fifteen. 
First round draft pick making his debut. Let's go. Played 31 minutes and 15 seconds. Faced nine shots. Oh, wait. Nope. Gave up six. I mean, faced six shots, gave up three goals, a 500 save percentage, and was yanked. And remember Tuca threw his chair because he was mad that he had to go in? I don't remember that. Don't remember that? Oh, dude. He didn't, like, throw it, but they like, kind of, like, tossed it down. But, yeah, no. Malcolm Subban. No, no milk rate Whatever. Tuka, though, so... All right. Um, I believe that's all the trades. All the ones that mean literally anything. Yeah, all the ones that actually have an hour and a half trade deadline mania. I feel like that's and we still have questions to go to. Uh, oh, can we save? <laughs> well, something I did want to bring couple. up because yeah, we have like four, four or five. Um. Something I did want to quickly bring up, because you did ask earlier about, like, who were the free agents this year. Um, of note, what I briefly saw. So you got Taylor Hall. Don't see the Bruins doing that. Evgeny Dadanov, Mike Hoffman, Ilya Kovalchuk, Tyler Toffoli, Craig Smith, Michael Granlund, Eric Halla. Uh, I don't want to say his name. Alex Petrangelo. Um, Tori Krug. Tyson Berry, Eric Gustafson, Kevin Shattenkirk, Sammy Vatanen. And then you got, in terms of goalies, which not as important, but you got Markstrom, Halak, Holtby, Leonard, Hudobin, Grice, Elliott, and Aaron Dell. So uh, we'll see about that. Um, we can go to the questions. We have, I believe, <laughs> five. Um, we'll start with uh, Benson at BensonJ16 asked, which team do you think has had the best deadline negotiations today? So I'd assume, you know, Best deadline day. Who who would you say? I. Oh, I think it's maybe in my mind. I got it a three-way tie. Maybe not a tie, but the three names that come to mind: Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Edmonton. Really. Yeah. Okay. If I'm forgetting a team, I really can't think. I mean, Bruins are always a W, but. <laughs> I would say Carolina at this point because they got Trocheck, they got, I mean Vaughn yeah. you don't know about, but Shea like they they're they upgraded enough I would say. Um, to be honest, I wasn't even thinking of the Trocheck trade when I was thinking <laughs> of Carolina up there. Yeah, no, yeah, amazing day for them. Oh yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they. Well, mesh together first of all. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, and the only concern is Mrazek and Reimer out. For however long, I know they said. Uh, was it Reimer that they said is definitely out a couple weeks or something like that? Anyways, but yeah. Anyways, back to the question. Carolina. Then I changed my answer to definitely Carolina. Yeah. Uh, all right, next trade. Uh, Logan at Logan underscore Cook 2. Do the Bruins trades help or hinder them? They help both help, now help, and the future. Help, help, Yeah, hands they down. Don't, they don't didn't really cost anything now. Didn't really affect the future. Sure, they got rid of their first-round pick this year, but they got rid of Bacchus' contract mostly. 
And so, you would assume that money goes to a certain guy named Tori Krug. I don't know if anyone's heard of him. He's kind of under the radar. Uh, I, not that great. Uh, no. Um, I, yeah, it'll be... Uh, they, they definitely helped. <laughs> um, Rip Skeleton at Rip underscore Skeleton asked, uh, Are you disappointed that we didn't get Kreider, Palmieri, or Joe Thornton? Kreider, no Kreider, no. Palmieri, a little, but I know that price would have been high. Joe Thornton, I mean, I would have liked to see it. It's not the end of the world that they didn't. Um, once they got Nick Ritchie, I was kind of like, okay, so it's we'll probably not see Thornton. Still wouldn't mind it. We ultimately didn't. Thornton didn't go anywhere. Neither did Carter or Palmieri. So, I don't know. I, it's whatever, really. Thornton's definitely an upgrade in Nordstrom, but they do have Bleed. They do have Lindholm. You can always call up a Paul Carey if they need to, if it's that bad, or Trent Frederick. Um, but no real disappointment there. Oh. And that's what you'd say, too? Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Jaden, at NHL Jaden, asked, <laughs> were the moves Sweeney made this year as cash money as they were last year? And my mic cut out, and I can see that. Great. Um, were the moves Sweeney made this year as cash money as they were last year? And again, she's whatever. Were the moves Sweeney Hello? made last year... Oh, I, I give up. I give up. You read it. I can't English. The moves Sweeney <laughs> made this year as cash money as they were last year. Uh, Jaden said that like four days ago. Or whenever we traded for Kasha, like in a group chat, and I was like, "Oh my god, I hate that!" Please tweet it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, I think yeah, are good moves. I think, barring injuries, I think it'll turn out to be a great. The Kasha move will be great. Maybe, maybe not as. I'm trying to say his name again. Fuck. Anyways, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but that was a that was a lovely, lovely play on words there. I love it. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's hard to compare the two because one was training for Coyle as a center, and then Johansson, whereas this was dumping cap, getting a winger, and then getting an upgrade, more size in Nick Ritchie. So really, it it's iffy, but. Both deadlines were great. Hopefully, the results from this deadline will also turn out pretty great. And uh, I guess the final thing, uh, Colin at Colin12 underscore uh, asked, with the Bruins moves at the deadline, what do you think that means for Krug? And we did kind of touch on it a lot. <laughs> um, Fast stacks of money, dog. Yeah, more cap space. And I think that'll really, uh, I think that'll really work out. Now, I know Sweeney, at the press conference or whatever, did say, like, talks with Krug are still ongoing or something like that, and they remain cordial. So hopefully something can pick up soon. I would imagine now that the deadline's out of the way, that's what their focus was in clearing cap, that they can focus more on that. I know Krug's going to want to focus more on hockey and stretch run, getting into the playoffs, of course, but... Um, wouldn't be bad. Stacks. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't mind having Krug locked up before the playoffs, thank you. Yeah, that'd be okay, I guess. I mean, like, if they win the cup and then they 
Resign him, you know. Uh, he would cost nine million at that point. Who cares? You win the cup. Um, Jesus Christ. And um, that's about it. That's uh, all we that's have. That's a long, <laughs> long, long one. Holy. All we have, I say, is it's been an hour and 35 minutes. Um, yeah, definitely longer than I expected. I mean, I knew, it would, of course, it would it would take a bit of time because going through everything, but we talked a lot about the Bruins. When do we not? Um, and so uh, that was it. Uh, wish nothing but the best for both, you know, Heinen and Bacchus and Axel Anderson uh, in Anaheim. And whoever gets drafted with the 20, 21st round pick. <laughs> yeah, okay. Good luck, future future doc. Yeah. Uh, can't wait for David yeah. Quackus. Oh, God. Uh, uh, anyways. You no, know, it was an exciting trade deadline. Yep. And, you know, we'll be back probably this week. Uh, next weekend. I don't know if you want to call it this weekend. It's only the, Monday. I, I would say this coming weekend um, following the, the 29th, game. the 3rd, or the 1st yeah. or of March. That's, yeah, that'll basically, it'll be after the Islanders game, which is uh, Saturday, and probably, we would hope, before the uh, Tampa game on uh, the next, next Tuesday, or no, next Tuesday, eight days from now, seven days from when this is out, Um, so yeah, I don't think I really have anything else to add, we basically went through everything possible, Um, yeah, you know, all right. If you have any thoughts, let us know what you think. Never happens. Still going to say it every single time. Maybe this time. time's the first time. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Surprise us. <laughs>